0: You're listening to Open Mic, a production of Wolf Bites Radio, giving you the inside scoop on your favorite artists.
1: And then two years ago, we
2: both decided to just go for music professionally on a full-time basis.
1: We both do what we're best at. Like, I'm more a performer, I'm a DJ, and Ralph is a, is a studio guy. I
0: wrote a demo, uh, just a piano demo, like there was nothing done, just a little piano riff. To it, and she came back. She's like, "Oh shit! Like, this is really cool." And I realized that I was really into making music at that point. I was already DJing a little bit
2: in my uh, hometown in a local bar. With your favorite Wolf Bites DJs, now to your host Logan Sims. Hello, and welcome back to the Open Mic Podcast here on Wolf Bites Radio, home of NC State's best music. Logan Sims back here again with you for the latest edition. of Today, I have Brandon Boucher joining me with a very special guest. Brandon, would you like to introduce the people to our newest guest?
0: Yeah, we have Sean Frank with us tonight. He got his start in the pop rock band, Crown King. They moved on to the Envy, and now he's getting big things done as a DJ, songwriter, and producer is uh, Sean Frank, and he's with us tonight. Thanks for being on with us, Sean.
1: Thanks for having me. The
2: first guest live in person, so thank you so much. In the hotel room. In the hotel room. (laughs) sean would you just take us back over the years to when you were in those bands and what it was like making the transition from a band guy to a dance guy
1: yeah yeah i um i started in bands when i was like 13 years old um and uh i was the drummer in a band a singer in a band um but i was always a songwriter and i was always really um you know interested in like producing the music for the band and and being on the production side of as well as playing in the bands and um when uh, the band broke up, I was kind of, um, you know, excited to, to try to do something on my own, and the thing that made the most sense was to, you know, like, start just producing my own music under my own name, and at the same time, I was also singing on a lot of dance records, um, and producing dance records overseas, and that kind of just merged me right into this, and I started producing my own, you know, house music and some of those early tunes that some people know, um, and that, you know, brought me into the club scene.
2: Do you have one that you prefer? Do you prefer what you're doing now?
1: I mean, I did that for a lot of years, and I'm, I've been doing this now for for a couple of years, and um, I definitely enjoy the, uh, I mean, being a DJ is kind of like a holiday compared to being in a band. With a band, you got like five five guys you got to get along with, live on a bus with, you make less money, um, you know, whereas a DJ, you fly in, you stay in nicer hotels, um, you show up with a USB stick and throw a party. So it's a whole different thing, um, but yeah, I do, produce, I, I do miss like singing and playing guitar and um, I'm planning on uh, doing a live show with, with my solo project uh, in the next year. So I'm going to kind of merge the two worlds, bring it back. That's awesome. Looking forward to that. What
0: yeah. was what was the big transition you made from having your more rock sound to this EDM?
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, my, my rock the, the rock bands always had like a lot of pop sensibility. There's a lot of the same melodic stuff happening in the music I make now that I had back then. Um, but, you know, back then, you know, we would have to record... A drummer and a guitar player and I'll ever get everyone together and um, it was a big operation just to get a song done and uh, w- what I really fell in love with, with electronic music was how quick uh, you could get an idea sounding amazing and the more that I studied it and the more that I dove into it and worked on it the better my records were sounding and I was just it was just on my laptop in the hotel room like this um, so yeah that that it was nice it was nice I mean after after I toured in the band for a long time and then this was kind of like I said it's a bit of a vacation from that well, looking back
2: at last year, uh, "Let You Get Away" was a huge one for Wolf Bite's radio. It was actually, oh, our, nice! It was in our top twenty-five at the end of year, wow. the countdown. So, uh, what we were wondering is, can you just walk us through what that song was for you and what it was like working with Ash?
1: Yeah, so Ash was somebody that we, um, me and I had, a, me and my co-writer, we were um, writing songs in Toronto and we found her on the uh, on the internet. She was on a, on a on a kind of like housey record, but we loved her voice. Hit her up, and she actually drove from Nashville to Toronto to uh, to meet with us, and we wrote um, three or four songs, and "Let us Get Away" was one of those songs. And I went I went down to Nashville, and we tracked the vocals in Nashville. Um, and then um, that was the first record I released after um, the Chainsmokers song "Closer," which I co wrote, came out, and that was a big time in my life because that was obviously such a such a massive song, and it changed my life. and um, then Let You Get Away came right after that, so there was just this momentum in my career, and uh, um, it was a top 20 record in Canada on the radio, and uh, I think it got a lot of radio playing in America, too, yeah, in the college scene, and um, yeah, to date, it's one of my biggest records, and it's one of my favorite records to play live, and Ash is so great, I, I wrote with her last week, we're still really good friends, so.
0: I mean, is that one of the benefits of this genre of music, you can just kind of pick those voices off the internet that you find, and just kind of yeah. just roll with it?
1: Yeah, and I mean... Being a DJ and a producer means that I can do anything, you know. Produce other people, produce myself. I'm a singer myself. I had that song last year called "Upside Down," which I sang on. Um, there, I have some records coming up that I'm going to be singing on. So yeah, it's it's ultimate freedom, you know. Being being a producer DJ, and then when I go to the clubs, I play the records. It's, you know, great job.
2: What's it like when you go to the clubs performing? Uh, you know, you, you said you take a, a USB stick. What, yeah. what, what is a performance like?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's different every night. Because I do a lot of different things. Um, you know, tonight we're in Washington, D.C., and it's going to be a, a like it's like a dark underground club. I'm probably going to play a lot of like Deep House and House and feel the crowd. But it really depends on the crowd. Last week I was in Miami playing pool parties, so it was like, you know, fun, happy vibe. Um, sometimes it's a dark underground club. Like tonight, tomorrow night I'm in Lavo, New York, same thing. You know, kind of deeper, more late night kind of uh, crowd. Um, and then sometimes it's a festival stage, you know. So I- I'm definitely one of those guys that changes it up depending on where I'm at a lot.
2: What do you, um, what's your performance style in that, you know, our latest, our last guest was Griffin and nice. I actually attended a Griffin Chainsmokers concert and there's such a big difference between the, the two of those artists as far as how they perform. How do you perform?
1: Um, I, I, have always had a lot of energy. This has been always been a release for me, you know, being a DJ, being a musician in general. Um, I'm an introvert most of my life and then when I get on stage, it's definitely, uh, my, my time to, uh, to let loose and, and, you know, w- express myself musically and, um, so there's definitely always, even if it's a, a mellow or sad, there's always a ton of energy in what I do. Um, and I just want the party to be as crazy as possible, usually. Looking back,
2: you mentioned the Chainsmokers song, uh, Closer, and being mm-hmm. a songwriter on that. Without glossing over that too quick, just what was that like? You, know, you mentioned that it was life-changing, but that was probably the biggest song of 2016, and you were a part of it. Yeah. What's it, it like working with them?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I... And I yeah through it i forged like a really good friendship with the guys and i love those guys um we actually i actually worked on some of the new stuff uh from a production and mixing standpoint um but they they um you know they brought me on tour um they've always been super supportive they brought me on tour as an opening act and we actually had the, this other song that we were working on um but one day he had made this beat and you know we were just chilling in the back of the bus and he was like let's write some vocals on this thing and we did and I knew that uh, obviously having a song with the Chainsmokers, r- 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 like writing a song with Chainsmokers, that if it became one of their singles, it would obviously have the potential to, to do stuff. Um, but at the time, you have to remember, like that song was very different than anything they had released before. Um, it didn't have like a big dance drop on it. It was more chill. It was more about the vocals and the lyrics. And they hadn't really done a record like that um, successful at all. Um, nobody in dance had done a record like that successfully. So... I remember right before it came out, I was talking to Drew and he was like, look, man, like it's either going to like do amazing and be like this fresh thing or it's going to flop, but we'll see what happens. And then obviously week one, it was just like number six on the Billboard Top 100. Week two, number one, number one for 15 weeks. Changed my entire life like in the craziest ways. It literally like I basically won the lottery. Um, and um, But I, I, I appreciate, you know, like I, what people – a lot of people are like, "Wow, that happened to you overnight." I mean, I've I've been writing songs for twenty years, so it was a long time coming. I think there was a lot of right right place, you know, right time. But I was definitely prepared for it when it when it came, you know.
0: Yeah. So talking about you writing songs, you know, that was the biggest song that you've written. What's your favorite song that you've written? Is there any song that really sticks out to you? That is just you.
1: <clears throat> There's some songs by my old band which I I really 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 uh, love. But uh, as Sean Frank. Um, I think there's a song called Heaven that I that I did with uh, with my girl Delaine Jane, um, and it's still like to this day, it's like the best song to play live. It's the most requested song by the audience. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's probably my favorite song is Heaven. Um, but I have some coming up um, this year that are going to contend with it for sure
2: turning now to the Rave dad road trip that you're currently on about halfway through can you just walk us through what this trip has meant to you so far and really where did rave dad road trip come from (laughs) (laughs)
1: um my i had a photographer and he started calling me rave dad because i was sitting with um, another artist that was younger than me and i was giving them i was wearing these glasses actually which you can see in all my photos and uh (laughs) <laughs> I had my like t-shirt tucked into my jeans and I was talking to this younger artist about their taxes and he started calling me rave dad because I was basically like giving him father this, this younger artist fatherly advice. And that day everything was rave dad, this rave dad, that, and then fans started calling me rave dad. And then we kind of made a joke of it and then it, be- then it stuck. I mean, I didn't expect it to stick. Um, it's funny too, because like I'm, I, I consider myself to like take my music seriously and be more of like a serious person. But then that this is just kind of a fun thing. And, so when it came time to uh, to name the tour, um, we knew we wanted to, you know, me and the team wanted to include Rave Dad in it, Rave Dad Road Trip. So we uh, we coined it that, made this funny video, which you can see on my Instagram, which I think is like one of the funniest pieces of video content I've ever done. Um, and we're about half, about halfway through it right now. Um, Washington, New York, got LA coming up. Um, I think we're adding some more dates in May, but it's it's been great. It's actually been the... Uh, the best tour uh, I've ever I've ever done so far, as far as my own tours. Um, it's amazing how many people. Um, you know, I get it. I'm not the biggest artist in the world, but there's definitely some like really hardcore uh, fans in, in in these cities I'm going to, and they 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 show up early, and they you know they're so amazing. They sing every word, and they stay till the end, and we get photos and hang out, and so, you know, it's um, I really appreciate it. You know, and it's and it's happening more and more, and especially on this tour. Do you have any highlights specifically so far? Miami was crazy. Um, I did seven parties in four days, um, and all of them were just awesome, um, especially the first one. I mean, it was just, I kicked it off so great. I, I played with Robin Scholes at his uh, pool party at the Delano, and it was just a vibe. Um, and I, I finished it off with a Chainsmokers at Story, um, and just the whole week was just, yeah, it was my best. My I've done Miami for a few years now, and this was easily the best, the best Miami I've had. So it was a good stop on the trip. Great weather, too. And Swedish House Mafia. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. So you have new music coming out. Yeah. So can you drop any hints about Tokyo Nights to us?
1: Yeah, so Tokyo Nights uh, is dropping. uh, I don't know when this is airing, but it's dropping tomorrow as of today. So (laughs) on Friday, the 30th, um, it is dropping. Um, And I made this record with uh, Digital Farm Animals, who are... um, a producer from uh, from the UK and Dragonette, who I've always been a fan of. Um, she's Both of
2: which we play on our station
1: too. Very nice, yeah. Dragonette. I mean, I've known of Dragonette since I was very young. I used to listen to her on the radio, and we all wrote this song and uh, and I produced it. And um, it's it's just it's uh, it's got like an infectious vocal. It's very like retro sounding. It's got this like I did a bunch of like analog kind of key '80s synth keyboards on it, um, and yeah, I feel like it's going to be uh, – I'm really excited for that it's finally coming out. I've also got a record coming up with Iconopop and another one with uh, Cruella, and those are all dropping over the next couple months. Those
2: are going to be huge. I hope so. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks. Um, You mentioned your girl earlier. Uh, yeah. I believe you're the first artist that we have featured on this podcast that's been dating someone in the same industry. So yeah. can you walk us through
1: what that's like? Well, we met through music. Uh, she moved into the house next to me when I lived in Toronto. We lived in these – there was these two music houses side by side. And she moved into one, and I was living in the other. And I heard her singing one day, and I was like, oh, you, you know, you're a singer. And I was like, come down and uh, sing. Uh, I'm doing, I'm pitching this track for these guys on Spinning Records. Uh, come down, and she sang this song, and it got signed. And then the next one we did together was called This Could Be Love, and it was a uh, collab with Borges. And then we went, we did that one. Then we did Shades of Grey with Oliver Heldens. Then we did Heaven and La La Land. We did like five records um, before we were dating. Um, I was
2: ask at what point did it become yeah, dating
1: yeah it became dating I don't know we just the friendship was crazy we were best friends we just we were touring together it just one thing led to another but um, yeah we still I just uh, she's got some Delaney has some awesome uh, solo music coming out now um, we actually co-wrote that song uh, her biggest song which is a song called Easy Go uh, with Grand Theft we co-wrote that um, and now she's got a whole album coming out so I've been, pr- I've been producing that as well so
2: you're just a busy man I don't stop. With a beautiful girlfriend and yeah. a successful career.
1: It looks good on paper, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks good in more more ways than that. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm very very uh very lucky. Um I had a rough uh I had a rough start to my music career. It didn't, you know, I watched a lot of my friends take off ahead of me. Um for a lot of years and it was really just the fact that I stuck in there and stuck through, you know, went, you know, got back up when I when I was down. Two bands, you know, had record deals got dropped by record deals, made albums that never came out, dropped, no money, like sleeping on my friend's floor. You know, like I was there uh, to finally get into this career, to build my way up to the point where I could, you know, succeed at it. So um, it's been a long run, but I'm very happy that I landed here (laughs) at the end of it.
2: Well, congratulations, man. We're happy for you. Thank you. Um, Just looking ahead, what's what's next for Sean Frank following the Rave Dad road trip?
1: Yeah, I'm going to finish this tour and I'm actually going to take two to three months off uh to just make music i um i've been building a studio in toronto for the last year and it's finally done and i, I just started working in there last week and it's just it's, it's a very inspiring place that i just want to go and spend some time i'm going to do a couple shows i think i have like a mexico show and some other things but mostly just no touring just music gonna finish up um probably an ep uh for myself i want to release an ep because i've never done that um and uh, and I've got to finish Delaney 's record and I'm working on some other stuff with some other artists, but really just a lot of music for a couple months and then back uh when you know when fall when autumn and fall September October hits uh back on the road for probably hopefully my biggest tour yet. do you have any uh places in mind? Well, I definitely going to be getting back to Asia. I do that a couple of times a year, and I love it over there um but I really want to go to south America i've never been, and there's a lot of fans down there, apparently they would keep reaching out so want to go to South America and uh, definitely want to come down to Charlotte and uh, play in the Carolinas and yeah no we'd love to
2: see you there for sure well that unfortunately is all the time we have for today we really appreciate you joining with us today Sean Frank Uh, that has been Sean Frank on open mic radio Brandon Boucher alongside Logan Sims bringing you Wolf Bites NC State's best music we will see you next time on open mic podcast
0: I want to go where you go, blowing your smoke out the window, float away Back to those Tokyo nights, you keep me up wide awake We fall asleep on the floor, and know she sent champagne And I wanna fall, like snowfall, just to melt on your pillow, drift away Back to those Tokyo nights, where we were so out of place we fall asleep in my car, the songs that all sound the same.